I would say that scoring twice against Newcastle does not make does not mean that he's the second coming of Christ. I mean, I did kind of want to put that caveat in there early that, but yeah, it was only against your Newcastle and. Not We're live, exactly. by the way. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yes. Well, welcome, guys. Uh, episode two of series two of The Away End. We've been a bit sporadic with these ones now, but um, we are, well, I'm coming hot off the collar of something, but James, give us a shout, mate, over in London, giving us a little dance, even that you shouldn't be dancing after your result this weekend, mate. Well, you know. <laughs> Hiya, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Baker is bloody committed to us. He's on holiday in Cornwall. Gives a shout, man. That tash is looking fucking good. I know, I know no one can see that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Evening, Daniel. How, how are we? Yeah, oh, I'm pretty, pretty well, boys. Pretty well. Uh, a couple of things have uh, cheered me up over the past oh. 72 hours or more. But um, It's upsetting to me how happy you are. I know, right? And this is anyone who <laughs> has listened to us will know that I am probably one of the most Dowie United fans out there in terms of just uh, casting doubt upon what I actually might happen. But, you know. All right, well, let's just fucking get, let's get stuck into it then. Return of the King, mate. Jesse Lingard. Back in the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, we can talk about that first because fucking hell, where, where did he pull that lovely finish from for the fourth? I must admit, like that was a... Uh, I, I don't, I kind of still don't want him there, but if he starts doing that, then he's, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's a good I, squad, but he's a good squad player, man. Like he's not, he's not, he's, he's actually all right at football. <laughs> people, people forgot about that. And when, when he went to West Ham, it kind of reminded us that he's not actually like a complete joke. Yeah. No, I do agree. But also there is definitely some, uh, major downsides to his game which is also going to come out if Ollie starts trying to play more than fucking I don't know 15 minutes at the end of the game like don't be starting him don't be trying to bring him back under you know your wing don't try it I think, I think he was a perfect example of like a player that you know they always say like, oh he's made a move for like a new challenge or whatever like it did seem that West Ham move did seem to like rejuvenate him quite a bit he seemed 100%. to find like a new energy and stuff, which was was pretty cool. And hopefully he can bring that. Well, if he can get in the fucking squad, he can bring that back to that United team. Yeah, well, it would definitely do it for England because Southgate fucking loves him. <laughs> still, I still do. Not a right back though, mate. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> right back FC. Yeah. Well, we could have a little chat about the England game because I did actually see for the first time in a long time I saw some qualifiers for England uh, Poland. It's not like a good game until about the last 45 seconds, which we just capitulated. But as James said, that's this I think we should start with the return of the king, shouldn't we? Um Mr. Mr. Ronaldo. Uh yeah, Mr. Ronaldo. And he <laughs> smashed two against Baker's beloved Newcastle. And as we said right at the start, like, you know, it isn't exactly um you know, brilliant that that we're scoring two against Newcastle, but also I have not celebrated that much in a long, long time after goals slash game. Like, yeah, it was um, the atmosphere. I mean, before you you get too fucking rigid over it all, Daniel, I did want to say... That's too, you're far too late for that. (laughs) (laughs) 
did I did feel a little bit sorry for Newcastle. I thought genuinely that they looked quite good on the break. I thought some other attacking play, like their goal was wicked. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I hesitate to say this. Let me think if I actually want to say this. Don't think the scoreline was reflective of their performance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the last two goals were scored very late on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And no, I, I don't care what you say, but there is no keeper who's saving that Fernando shot, is there? So, you, no. you, 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 can't, you can't legislate for that. I mean, I need to get to the bottom of why Steve Bruce is playing Freddie Woodman instead of our other goalkeepers. Mm. I, need to, I need to get to the bottom of that because that's confusing me. But um, Steve the Bruce... Commentator, the commentator did mention it, but I don't... It hasn't, what's his name? Darlow been out for a while with something, COVID, injury, something? Or? Yeah, he, had, he had COVID pretty bad, but Dubravka played in the Euros and... Oh, I, I thought he was fine. And Dubravka's our number one, theoretically. But anyway, it's not as if that would have made any impact on the result at all. But still, <laughs> but still, I feel like throwing Woodman in as a kid up against Ronaldo's first game back felt a bit cruel, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, Bruce, fucking hell, Bruce loves United. Bruce doesn't, I don't think Bruce wants to beat United. <laughs> 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 I think he's he can bear, he can, can't contain himself at the end when he when they're asking him is like oh how do you take today's game it's like oh, oh well it doesn't matter moving on oh you fucking love them so much Ugh. I mean we did we, I mean I agree with Jim we didn't we didn't we didn't look completely horrible but we kind of felt I watching it back you just we we were so, we were so far and away not the main attraction that he felt like our part was already played before the ball before the ball was even kicked. We know what's going to happen, like regardless of what Ronaldo does. Although, can, Dan, can I just say, what are your thoughts on the whole like the crowd doing his Sue thing? No, I mean, oh, mate, it's cringy. It's a bit cringy, isn't it's a bit it? Cringe, that, isn't it? Yeah, I do, I don't really like that. If I'm honest, I think it's a bit cringy. Uh, I only read an article about what that actually means like a couple of weeks ago, but because he, he wasn't, he hadn't been doing that forever, has he? He was. He started doing that. For some, I can't even remember what it was now. I'm not even, I don't know why I even brought this up because it's a complete dead alleyway now that I'm going down. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 well, yeah, if you, if you want me to carry on, I mean, Manchester was fucking buzzing. The the atmosphere before the game, honestly, man, like I was, I had a little walk around town at like maybe half 12, one o'clock because yeah. that was before I realised it was the the 3 p.m. blackout, which, again, is absolute bullshit. Um, it, the atmosphere was unreal, man. Like, there was just so many people singing and, like, it just felt like, almost felt like an international game or something. It was crazy, like, how buzzing Manchester but, was. I mean, the 3 p.m. blackout thing, I feel people are getting a bit carried away with that because if you if you set a precedent by changing the rules that have been standing for 20-odd years because one player moved would be absolutely ridiculous I thought and people yeah. and people moaning about not being able to see him like you you've got a season mate I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll see him again no I agree I agree however the whole premise of it just being exclusively like American and it's making loads of money in the league again kind of doesn't really sell I'm not really sold on that but um it's one of them, isn't it? Like you said, you can't you can't change it for one player but uh, I think yes. I, I need to talk about Peter Drury's introduction and commentary during that match. I don't know if you heard it at all. Everyone seems to have fucking loved everything he said about Ronaldo. I found it so unbelievably cringy. I mean, I've pulled out a few lines here. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Bear with me. Bear with me. 
he goes, was there a day more utopian, more utterly ideal in the recent life of Manchester United? Ronaldo rose to it, Fernando's decorated it, Lingard finished it. That was after, the, after that. This was meant to happen. This could not happen. This is happening. It's a Greek from Mount Olympus who has come to the seven hills of Rome and pulled off a miracle. It's a bit fucking much, isn't it? Is he, is, is he uh, if he's describing beating Newcastle United as a miracle, he needs his head looking at. That is so cringeworthy. It's too much, man. I don't think I was watching the same uh, uh, commentary as you because I don't. I don't remember hearing that. But that is, that is, yeah, that's a disaster. <laughs> one, uh, one thing I did want to say about the whole thing is I. It kind of struck me midway through watching the watching the highlights, especially, is that like I've always thought United squad up until quite recently still looked a bit thin in places. But when you look at the highlights and you see that team is good, it's probably on paper good enough to win the league. Mm-hmm. I'd say when you got so you put Sancho in it, you put Varane in it, you put fucking Ronaldo in it, it looks really it looks really really good. And I I agree with the people who are saying that Solskjaer has to win something now. Yeah. He has to. I mean, I've, there's, no, there's no excuse. You can't have one of like possibly maybe the best player of all time, maybe not, but one of the best players of all time, as well as one of the best centre-backs in the last 10, 20 years and one of England's most exciting prospects to that team that you already had. It looks it looks decent. The the, the wealth of attacking options in that team now is just... It's it's just I mean... Silly, isn't it? Like... And you've got midfielders that score goals. You've got a centre-back that's renowned for scoring goals. You've got... It's ridiculous. Like, you're totally right, Baker. Like, if, if he doesn't win something, like, the, I think the pressure is on, man. Like, mm, what do you think, Broom? Uh, yeah, I fully agree. He needs to win something. But I don't think he'll win the league and I don't think he will Champions League. So, I think he's only... If he, does, if he doesn't win the, the FA Cup... Then yeah, it's it's done. So it's over. Like, I mean, I, I I'd argue that wouldn't be enough, really. No, I don't think that would be I enough. I personally don't think it would be enough, but I do think that would. I think he would be kept on if he won the FA Cup. What would you be happy with? If I'm on it, like I, we're not going to win the league. We're not going to. But win that's the league. what would make you happy as a fan. Nah, if we came second. <laughs> We came second and and got to the semi-finals of the Champions League. I'd be happy. I don't. Think, I do you know what? Without a, and without and a win the FA Cup and win the FA Cup. Oh no! All right, maybe, but I think without at least without trophies, this this will look. You'd look back on this as a massive missed opportunity. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree that it would it would be a missed opportunity. However, <laughs> on the, I just on the, think. I think that if you're going to compare, you're going to say that United squad's unbelievable. Well, they've City have just added Grealish for 100 million, and they didn't they didn't really need anyone else to that to add to that squad. And Chelsea have just added Lukaku for 98 million, which they didn't. They've already their current Champions League winners, and you know City are current league champions. I mean, I think I think Gary Neville made a very good point. I was watching a couple of days ago. This is honestly one of the strongest Premier Leagues we've seen in a good, good amount yeah. of time. Now. Yeah, 100%. So, and everyone's like put in by the by of Liverpool. And like, let's be honest, their squad, now Van Dyke's back, now they've actually got a decent squad, they, they're in with a shout still. I think United are in with a shout with the league, but I just, 
I can't see past City and Chelsea at the moment. I think there's and obviously um, the mighty Tottenham Hotspur as well, mate. Come on. And obviously, obviously, obviously. I think um no, you're right, you're right. But that statement that it's the strongest Premier League, I think it's the strong the arms race between the teams at the top this summer was absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah. However, the, the, however, look beneath that, there's an awful lot of shite still in there. And I think this this season might turn into just the season where there's like a, there's a fucking like 15 point gap between seventh and eighth easily because there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of dross and I know that I support some of the dross and I reckon it could easily it could it could easily turn out that like Chelsea United City Liverpool could go around hammering everyone every week until they play each other I think I think two three more games time I think top four settled basically. <laughs> I think it's solidified. Uh, like, and uh, that's pretty boring, and maybe not that realistic of a take, but it's already forming up. You're already seeing the teams that are blowing teams away. I don't. I just don't. I don't think this year we'll have a um, a surprise surprise package that we always do. I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't know what 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 would constitute a surprise now is someone finishing eighth. I'd say like well, Brian. Brighton, Brighton finish yeah. eight. That's amazing. Mate, I can't There's... believe you. You literally said Brighton. I was watching the highlights of their game, and if they can actually start, you know, scoring how they have late on, getting getting uh, getting them draws or losses into draws or wins. Honestly, Brighton, Brighton are in, but I I do kind of agree with you. But that, but 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 that their ceiling is that is yeah. no, it's not. It's not realistic to say, oh, we could get Europe this year. There's no fucking way on this earth that you're getting anywhere near it. It's, I mean, it's, it's a close, it's, I think it's getting, to work, it's getting towards a closed shot now, isn't it? I mean, do you see Everton against, um, what's his name, against Burnley? I mean, yeah. where, where, where do Everton actually fit right now? They've spent an absolute insane amount of money and I still can't see them breaking top seven or top eight. Like, no, I've no, no. They'd break. They'd be the team. Oh dear. They'd be the first Sorry team to down. To uh, Manchester United are down to ten men. One Basaka's at, at a straight red. Oh dear. Yeah. There oh, we go. No. That's going to make the game a bit more interesting now, isn't it? Oh, anyway, we, sorry, Baker. We do. We doing live updates now. Live good. updates there, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What when the episode drops tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wicked. <laughs> Like, yeah, get, get your bets on. One Masaka to be sent off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite. It's quite a. Uh, unsurprisingly for me, it's quite a cynical way of looking at it. But it's it's still going to be exciting because I don't really. I mean, I still think City will do it, but it's going to be close. There's going to be some twists and turns. But then twists and turns will probably be the big clubs beating each other rather than like an upset, for example. I do think it could go back to sort of a 2000, maybe 10, 11 sort of season where it was, like you said, the arms races was on back then. And uh, it, it was just complete and utter, like Baker said, it will be, you know, top six, top seven will already be decided now. And from then on, the other teams are just scrapping for eighth and below, aren't they? Which... Yeah, it maybe doesn't really bode too well for the the actual um, the league itself. But I don't know though. Like I think it's not like it's not like a lot of the European leagues. Like I think the intensity and the financial pressure is so high in the Premier League that it's not sustainable for like four teams to keep that up that level for more than a few years. 
Like, you look at Chelsea, every time they win the title, they have a fucking dippy for like three years, don't they? And they just go into yeah. like meltdown mode. It's not like where there's this constant like closed door, top five, no one else ever gets in or out. Um, because like I said, like the pressure and the financial intensity is so high. Yeah. No, I do agree. I think I think a big change. I think we've we've also got some of the best managers as well, though, for for consistency now in terms of in terms. Of, I mean, don't even look at me, Baker. I'm not putting Ollie up there, but, um, <laughs> but we, we've also got we've also got some we've also got some of the worst. So just put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, for them three to, for consistency wise, I think you know you got a. You got to give for them uh, definitely City and Chelsea, uh, City and Liverpool. Sorry, the past what three, four seasons they have been so consistently. I mean, I know Liverpool dropped off, but to still get top four from the position they were in last season, I mean, yeah, I think. But, but do you do you believe now? I don't believe that there's any way that a team not outside of the established like top six or seven can break into it now without. Fight, but now, get like you can't, you won't, you won't be able to do it naturally. You know what I mean? It's yeah. gonna have, it will have to be you get bought by someone really rich and they pump tons of money into you. Yeah, you can't, orga- you, you can't organically grow a club to like. I think Leicester will prove where the ceiling is this yeah. this this year. I think I, they'll, they'll, I, they'll hit it and go. Yeah, I fully agree, man. I don't think there's any way you can, you can carry, you can get in the top six without being bought out. Now, it's. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> I love depressing everyone. It's great. Yeah, this was supposed yeah, to be Ronaldo. Just, hey, <laughs> it's right for that, for that Stalin bid, mate, aren't you? Oh, no, no, don't. <laughs> don't even go there. Um, anyway, we're not going to talk too much about results, but James, bit of a... Oh, for fuck's bit of, sake. No, but honestly, <laughs> bit, bit of a shocker, wasn't it, that, for, what, for your what, lads. I've only what, seen what the was? highlights. No, I support Brighton now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it wasn't good, man. I mean, it was it was kind of um, a little bit unfortunate with uh, Tanganga, like, getting sent off. I think it was just What did you think scary. of that? What did you think of that? I mean, is I it... He's pretty dumb for jumping into that challenge yeah. so quickly afterwards, isn't he? Yeah. I, thought, I, thought it I don't was... think that challenge itself was a yellow. I think but it I was because it came so quickly after the previous one. Was the accumulation before he got his first yellow? Did the ref give him like two or three chances before that? No. No, so he got the first yellow because Lucas went down with an injury, air quotes, injury. Um and uh, all the Tottenham players and some of the Palace players as well, to be fair, were saying, kick it out, kick it out. And Zaha went oh. on a run and then Tanganga yeah, kind yeah. of bodied him off the ball. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. that was, was a great hit, that. It was a good sort of NFL. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was. Yeah. And it made me realise, even though Tanganga's like fucking 19 or 20, he's a big bit of kit, man. Don't <laughs> yeah, mess with him. And Zaha, <laughs> Zaha, well, Zaha's like a bit, he's a noodly little little lad isn't yeah, it yeah 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 I think honestly the- I think I think there's a case to be made in that that I think <laughs> if Tanganga hadn't reacted I think there's maybe Zaha could have been sent like Zaha was swinging his limbs man mm. close to his face at one point had Zaha had Tanganga like by the neck yeah it's a bit of a weird one they could they, could they could easily have both gone I think yeah yeah I'll be honest I'm a bit surprised they both didn't go if I'm honest like yeah. I thought both of them should have been red 
regardless, it was an absolute shit show. It's the first time in Harry Kane's career that he's not had a touch in the opposition box or had a shot on goal in a game. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this just a blip, though? Because obviously Nuno likes to keep it tight at the back and you know losing a losing a right back or centre back wherever he plays it it's kind of you know it's, it's going to be a bit of a kick in the teeth and I'm I'm telling myself it's a blip yeah <laughs> whether it is a blip I don't know I don't know I, I, mean, th- I think it probably is he started, went, he's, went, he's, he's started really well this year as well Tanganga it's unfortunate yeah, yeah. Oh, are we talking about Tanganga or are we talking about Tottenham as a whole Tottenham as a whole yeah I mean I think it took it took Tottenham about what 135 minutes after the City game for them to expunge all hope from me for having a good season Um, (laughs) City game was wicked what a way to kick off the season dominate City win three points and then you go and play Watford and Wolves and you play in a very defensive way. You kind of scum three points by relying on the quality of your individual attackers. And then uh, this this performance against Palace, was I just can't wrap my head around it. Like we played three defensive midfielders and then we're shaking our heads about why there's no connection between the midfield and the attack. Like yeah, I just don't. And then and then I know you. I know we had a red card and, and Eric Dyer went off injured. But then I can't understand why there was no attacking changes made at all. Like when we're uh, we're not producing anything, he must see that. I don't know. It's uh, that's why I think it's such an anomaly, and, and I can't wrap my head around it. That it's got to be a blip. Fucking hell! I tell you what, that sounds that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Play really defensive, <laughs> play really defensively, and rely on your good players to win your games. Who does that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest though, mate, I would have rather lost. What was it? Three one or four one? What was it? Newcastle score. Oh, 4-1. Yeah, 4-1. I'd have rather lost 4-1 and showed a bit of fucking chutzpah than, than the way we went out. No, fair enough. Yeah, can, can, I, uh, can I segue from that? Because that's that set me up really well. Sure. <laughs> Has there ever been a game that's like less 3-0 than Chelsea Villa? I thought Villa fucking, <laughs> Villa fucking, Villa battered them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Villa I battered could- them. I'd just watched the highlights before and I could not believe when I'd seen the game was already 3-0 Chelsea and I was watching it and like for the first like minute and a half of these highlights, it was all Villa, like every single chance. I was like, how have they managed to fuck this? (laughs) (laughs) Ming's Ming's classic kind of broke it for them, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I guess that's the quality of title contenders though, isn't it? You get results where you're not meant to get results. You, You go against the... The grain or whatever, and not even not even just squeak it. End up winning by three fucking goals somehow. Yeah, I mean they they, they do look scary, Chelsea. I mean, even though that game taken in like in singularity is probably good for people, good for people who want to beat them as a blueprint mm. to if you just take your chances. If you play like this, you'll get chances, and if you take them, you can beat them. I, I would like to politely now segue back to Tottenham. Sorry, off, based sorry. off the fact that no, 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 based off the fact that you just described how scary Chelsea are. There, we've got them next, basically next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and based off the fact that if we're going to play like the way we played, we also have Eric Dyer's out now. Tanganga, probably our best right back at the moment, is is you know um, banned for that game now. Um, Ramiro. Sanchez, Lo Celso don't get back into the country until the day before that game. 
So our centre-back options currently are Joe Roden and Ben Davis to, oh, to face Romelu Lukaku. Mate. Hey, I tell you what, I thought, Joe, I thought Joe, Roden, Joe Roden had COVID and was taking like horse dewormer and shit. Thanks. Topical, topical. I'll keep it, I'll keep it, I'll keep it current here, you know. Um, no, that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good for you, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, mate, that looks really shit for you, mate. That is not... I would we, not like we, to be Nuno right now trying to tell Ben Davis and Joe Roden, like, don't worry, guys, it's fine. You you got it. Lukaku isn't going to just back into you and absolutely bully you for 90 minutes. Yeah, just show, show him on his, show him on his week for Yeah, show him on his week for yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, we, yeah, weekend after we got Arsenal, so yeah, it can be an oh, interesting mate. couple of weeks at the old in North London. I think. Oh, that'd be like the fucking cripples egg and spoon race. That'd be great. In it, in it. <laughs> anyway, what, we're just, what we're else we're do we... I mean, Arsenal winning their relegation six point that was quite good. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. Norwich. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, at least their fans are actually taking it. Unlike Arsenal fans, usually were taking it quite funnily. There was apparently they were chanting, "We are staying up," which is quite. I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> Quite funny for that. Uh, it was James, a very Arsenal goal, wasn't it? Your, <laughs> yeah. predi- your prediction could be coming true, mate. The uh, <laughs> the relegation of Arsenal. Nah, no yeah. way. No way. Nah. But, oh, come off it, Baker. Let me have a bit of fucking fun. <laughs> it's anything I'm going to get out of this season, mate. No, but like, think, if you think, but, but what we were talking about earlier, I think Arsenal have genuinely missed. The boat has sailed off. The big club boat has sailed off into the horizon and they weren't on it. And they will remain not on it for a long time, I think. Because it's just, they, they do not look anywhere near. I don't have a team anywhere near good enough to challenge now for anything I say. They'll probably end up, they'll probably win the fucking FA Cup now. Mate, they'll, they're after, I was just going to say, they'll win the FA Cup. Like, it is their trophy at some points, mate. I I must admit, I do agree with you with Arsenal and, and, the, and the big the big teams uh, boat sailing off, isn't it? It's... Um, it is a madness when you think about it. What less than, I'll probably say, what less than six or seven years ago they were can, they were fighting for top four, like you know, year in year out, weren't they? And yeah, wow. was, they, were, they were title contenders up until about two thousand and ten, I'd say. Yeah, and now it just looks, it's dry. It's dry. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I I honestly. Arteta's got to go, and like he, 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 I don't, I know the like they, a fucking they, repeating record on this. I know, one. I know. <laughs> at this point, Jesus, one nil against Norwich. Like, trust the process, Robbie. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. <laughs> All right. It's like I mean, no, I agree. I agree. I think Arteta has the sort of he's he's the sort of person you should look up to if you ever got a job interview for a job that you know you cannot do is way above your pay grade. Yeah. You just go in there and you fucking you talk like you know exactly what you're gonna do. Like talk about a project. It's just hot. It's so much hot air out of his mouth sometimes. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's a shit coach. I just don't think he's a good manager. Two different things. Yeah. Like he just he, he, every yeah. every sort of post match interview with him is always like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Oh, this Swaffling is good. It. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what I'm doing. Like we're we're, we're gonna be fine. Like we're great. Yeah. I'm great. We're great. I think, mate, I'm not really, I'm not sure you are. He's not yeah. selling it to anyone, is he? He's not selling it to anyone. Like, no. Like well, look, like, we'll, fi- we'll find out all about it when All or Nothing comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, new se- the new series is about Arsenal this season. Oh, fucking yes. No, is it? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. 
Oh my god, I did not know that. That is amazing. Oh, can you <laughs> imagine imagine that opening scene, Brentford, Friday night. <laughs> New season, yeah. hopes and dreams. <laughs> Absolutely shit on within like yeah, within like half an hour, you're like, oh fuck's sake. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realise that. That's amazing. Good TV though, good TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Amazon have smashed it with the, with all three of like the teams have selected, haven't they? Like, and the the time period which have selected as well. Like, oh no, fucking cities one was so like. It, there's not sports sports documentaries and stuff like that. And I think, in my opinion, it only works if there's like jeopardy. And it's like that's why Sunderland till I die is so good because they were they were an absolute fucking mess and everything went wrong and it was great. But cities one, it was just only only one got a million points and everyone else was crap. Yeah, but also that was kind of the exact opposite from Tottenham's where they thought we're on an absolute world year with Mourinho and after episode three. Yeah, but that wasn't planned. Blasting their brains out. That wasn't planned. Mourinho came in halfway through the first episode. Like, I don't think that they knew he was coming in. He came came in in like November. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, he came in in November so that they condensed those first non Mourinho months into like half an hour, half an hour, and then just been, yeah, because they were like, oh my god, this guy is so fucking good on camera. Yeah, but then Poch Poch famously like didn't really want the cameras there, didn't want the documentary involved. It was like all Daniel Levy, I think. Yeah, but you can imagine, you can imagine how fucking annoyed it would be trying to train with these like guys running, running around with giant cameras sticking them in your face. But no, it's all good. Anyway, I've I've taken us off piste again here. Sorry, mate. There's no piste in this. Oh uh, yeah, there's no there's no piste. Free wheeler, yeah. man. There is no piste. No script. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Actually, to be fair, um, this is like a, a segue of way we're way too late. But speaking of red cards that were questionable, Leeds Liverpool at the weekend. Obviously, what happened to Harvey Elliott is really, oh, yeah. really, really terrible. But in real time, when I watched that challenge, I thought it was fine. Yeah, same. same. I thought I thought it was absolutely fine, and then it was the reaction that made you think, "Oh, mate, there's something. Something's obviously wrong." Well, also, the fact his leg was facing the wrong way. Yeah, I, I'd stop watching <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I'd just look away. I'm, I'm I'm soft in my old age, Jim. I can't watch that. Anymore. <laughs> do you remember when Ed, do you remember when Eduardo's leg got what snapped in like four places in like 2007 at school? I was like, I was just, I was that person who'd go around showing people it, and be like, "Oh, look at that! Look how disgusting it is." Nowadays, can't look at it. I do think Harry Kane should do a video of Harvey Elliott though just Harry Kane sat in a wheelchair being like hi I'm Harvey Elliott (laughs) (laughs) you you guys do get that reference right Harvey Elliott did a video of Harry Kane hi I'm Harry Kane (laughs) calling him a mong and stuff like that I didn't realise that but I mean I I was talking with um I was talking to my sister's boyfriend who's a uh, Mad United fan we were watching it and I think Harvey Elliott's got the same sort of fuckboy energy that that is sort of prevalent in that in that sort of age group at the minute and I yeah. think he looked he looked really really good so it's such a fucking shame yeah yeah no of course like, I can't take anything away from him he's a fantastic footballer and, and obviously a real like up and comer and he's taken and he's taken it in a in, not in a way that I expected. I think well, he commented, he commented on Instagram saying that it was no way the lad from Leeds' is fault. Per no Strauss, I think it was. No, no, it wasn't his fault. Just an accident. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine. I think that's that's a very very mature way of looking at it for a kid so young. Mm. And I, I, I think, I think the know. I think the thing that got the, the got, got the lad the red was that he was like slightly off the ground when he made the tackle. Yeah. 
which just, is deemed like more dangerous than on the ground somehow. It started. It started a sort of weird conversation though, because in real time it doesn't look. If you if you look at it and it's if you look at anything in in slow mo, it looks worse. But if you look at it mm. from several angles, many many times, you start to think, oh, maybe it was a red. But it just it looks so innocuous at the time. Mate, yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. Like in terms of in terms of looking back at things constantly through several angles in slow mo, eventually you do end up convincing yourself that oh, maybe it maybe it is a bit of a, a naughty challenge, but it's not. I personally, I I agree with both of you guys. I do. I don't think it was a bad challenge at all. It, it was just it was if anything slightly mistimed, mm. but he he got the ball and and he's just he's just caught his ankle, hasn't he? And he's pulled it. Do, and I, do you think do you think if if Harvey Elliott's leg wasn't facing the wrong way and he just rolled around for a bit and then had a bit of a spray put on it and got up and carried on playing, do you think it'd have been a red free kick? Free kick, nothing. Free else. kick, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I think I, it's the same. It reminded it reminded me of another. It reminded me of when um, Son got sent off. For in hindsight, no reason because because yeah. um, because uh, Andre Gomez like hit him. He wasn't Son didn't even tackle him. He was just standing. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they got yeah, him, it, was, it was Son and Serge Aurier, and I think he, he yeah. went over like Serge Aurier's leg or something because Son was pressuring him. And then he hits yeah, it. He hit fucking... he hit Son on the way down. Yeah, broke, broke his leg, and the ref sent Son off. Because I think they, I wish they'd just be honest and say they sent him off because he really got really badly hurt because they, they said on the coverage that it was always going to be a red card, which just isn't true. It's bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. I think to be fair in, in, uh, in defense of, of Liverpool as well, I think, you know, they've had so many injuries last season as well to start off straight away with another big injury like this. No, he's only a young lad, but it's got to take some mental fortitude to, to carry on and, and like, you know, I just hope that none of their other players are going to, yeah, you know anything nasty like this because it has been uh, it's been rotten for them. I must admit, and that's but they're also they're all, they're also a team that famously hasn't really made any signings over the summer apart from <laughs> Kunde or whatever it's called Kanate. Mm. Yeah, I think on a slightly lighter note, uh, I think Jurgen Klopp without his glasses and that hat, he looks like twenty times more intimidating than he did before. <laughs> and, yeah, and the way he was just standing next to the fourth official, like like looming over him. Like fucking hell, he's he looks a bit scary now. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that. Wouldn't want to meet him down a dark alley now. He looked he looked quite sort of friendly before, but now. <laughs> anyway, not important. Although um, last night's coverage of Everton Burnley, do you see? I mean, the irony of fucking Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher talking about this is that they showed a couple of challenges from uh, the Burnley game, and one of them was Tark- they're both from Richarlison, Tarkowski, and Brownhill. And they were talking about how the motion that Strauk did is what sh- is what should be is is something that should be it just doesn't really have a place in today's game. Mm. And they they also called out a challenge which looked perfectly legit at the time from Tarkovsky just because he wanted to do he just wanted to do him he just went in, he went in really hard. And they thought I'm not struggling, struggling to think what sort of tackling is. Like when you go to ground, you're, there's always an element of risk. Now, you know what I mean. Like, so there's, a, sure. like, there's a there's a chaos factor in that. Like you you go for the ball at the, a lot of the time. It's instinct, isn't it? You don't think right. I'm going to slightly angle my foot upwards. I'm yeah. going to be slightly off the ground when I hit it. You you just it's just instinct. Like I'm not a footballer, famously, <laughs> um, but if you can't plan how you tackle someone, you just go for it. Yeah. 
And I think everyone who's played football, anyone who's played football at any level knows that like, if you go to ground sometimes, you're, you're, I mean, I was taught from a young age, like when you go, when you go, when you go in for the ball on the ground, you go through it. And if the player's mm. there, if the player's there, you go through them as well. Yeah. And that's what, so that's what you, I'm not sure how you can have a sliding challenge without there being danger involved. Is that taught now though? Because I remember the exact same thing, Baker, when I was down at Crew, uh, whatever it was. Uh, oh, Jesus. Turf, they'd say, yeah, take the ball, take the man, take everything. Yeah. But now we're 30 now, mate, or I am soon. And all of us are. Is, is that like, do they tell them, don't do that now? Is that what they say? Like, just be a yeah, little bit more. They still do that down at the Alex, mate. They say, take the man, take the ball, <laughs> take the turf, take everything, mate. Take the chairs. <laughs> Take their, take their fucking lives if you can. You know I mean? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was taught that in Buckinghamshire, mate. It's the same everywhere. No, but I'm saying, like, is it is it more... I don't know. I mean, we're, oh. we, are, we, we are not really positioned to talk about youth coaching considering how, no. how fucking old we are and sound now. Yeah, true. <laughs> we do sound very, very old. But no, I mean, my, 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 like, my youth coaches from the time I was like seven to the time I was 16 would always just say that. If you're going to go for the go to ground, you go for, you just go through it. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure how you would do that without, go, without going through the man. You can't stop yourself mid slide, can you? No, I think, no. I think, like you said, chaos theory, eventually there's going to be a, a moment where the player goes in and he might unfortunately you know at a weird angle hit his ankle and and that's just how it is and it is not the the intentional ones are where a player stands on someone when they get up or or something you can see the intentional ones a mile yeah. off like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can see that you can see the malice like you can see that the con- eye contact of where they want to go and like this mm. wasn't that at all yeah, no, I agree. I don't. Uh, I think I. I don't know, but I think if Leeds challenge that, I do genuinely think they. They. They could. It could be something which they should be looked at, really. But like they we have, said, they have. I, yeah, they, they have challenged it. Have you challenged it? Yeah, yeah. I, like you said, they once you've looked at it a million angles in slow mo, everything looks worse. But yeah, a, a, million, a million times worse. And I thought it was. It's unfortunate. It took. It took the um, the head the headlines away from a really good performance. I thought from Liverpool, really, dom- yeah. really, really dominated them. Salah banging, banging his hundredth goal as well. Which yeah, uh, Mane um, not scoring for love nor money. <laughs> my, I mean, he did. He, he got he there did eventually, end. didn't he? But he, he was, yeah, he was. He had more shots it. than Leeds put together. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I reckon, I reckon he's, he, probably, he probably had more shots than Newcastle have had all year. To be honest, <laughs> um, is there a little bit of worry with Bielsa? Like, he, no. We we don't think there's any issues there. No. Nah, he'll nah. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. I mean, there, there, there are three. Put it this way: there are three way worse teams than Leeds. Yeah, it's Newcastle. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we play. We play them. We play them at home on uh, on Friday night. Which, Friday, yeah. which which promises to be like the classic clash of styles. You've got. Steve Bruce playing a 5-4-1 at home to Leeds. <laughs> You've got Leeds like flying at us with like all these quick combinations, like rapid players, all, all sexy football, and Bruce being like, no, we're gonna shit house here. We're gonna shit house our way <laughs> through this game and still probably lose. <laughs> the same team talk every week, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah. pretty much, pretty much. He played a uh, he played Sam Maximan up front against United, which I thought was just a weird thing to do because you just you, you just never see the ball, and like you want you want your best player to have the ball as much as possible. Uh, I know. Well, let's 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 stick him up front and have fucking Jamal Shell's loft sixty yard through balls at his head. I mean, to go full yeah, circle over the last what is it forty eight minutes or so we've been talking, I do think they look quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I think nah. Saint Maximum when well, Maximum when he had, when he did have the ball he looked he looks dangerous but he always does he always does he's yeah he, he's a player far far away beyond beyond our team and should and should right. really get, should really be chipping on his agent already if I, I were do him. think Almer Almer looked like your best player I thought yeah he has he flashes he flashes there was a moment. Quite early on, where Luke Shaw like threw him about fifty fucking fifty yards <laughs> in a shoulder to shoulder, which I thought was quite funny. But he's just—he just, just doesn't—he just doesn't score enough. He doesn't assist enough. He doesn't—he doesn't do enough for me personally. Mm. But I think when our front three are fit, Amaron Wilson and the Sam Axman, it's decent. It's quick. It's incisive. It's decent. But the problem is, is Bruce just cannot put a system together that would. Give them the ball enough. He's, it's all mm. counter attack. It's all counter attack and soak up, soak up, soak up, soak up. Only works so far. If you took Sam Maximan out of our team and put him in a better team like Leicester's or something, he'd look an absolute well beer because he'd get he'd have a structure in place, which means he could be his be, be the player that he can be without having to fucking cover Javi Mankia all the time. Mm. I remember the commentator saying. Um... Uh, Brucey must be the, the manager with the thickest skin in the Premier League and I know that's probably metaphorical but I can't stop thinking about it in like real I can't <laughs> stop thinking about him having really thick leathery skin a skin like a rhino or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't oh know I don't know I, I have to keep on saying I've got nothing against I don't have anything against Bruce as a person I don't I don't think that he's a bad bloke I think that the, the fact that he he exists in this, in in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty one, in a league where we've got fucking Guardiola, you've got Klopp, you've got Tuchel, and that he he just feels like a relic from a bygone age. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the fact that he's still he's still here. And if I was him, I don't know why you'd put up with it. You could just why bother? Like you're not going to get like it's not. I know you support the team, and he's done like. He hasn't completely shit the bed yet, as in we haven't got relegated. I mean, if I was him, I'd just be like, fuck off, I'm retiring now. I can I can wank over United now without feeling bad. And yeah, I don't know why it bothers. I I couldn't you couldn't have hit the nail more on the head. I think we need to just finish it right there, mate. Because why like why does he? Like on a why does he? Like, why does he bother? Like there is there mm. he's not he's not gonna get no, he's never gonna get um you know, top six, top eight. It's just let's get it trending, Brucey. Why do you bother? Hashtag Brucey. Why do you bother? Yeah, why does he bother? Honestly, it is a madness. Like the amount of shit that he gets. Like, oh, Brucey, and Brucey, why do you bother, mate? Look, come, 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 live in Manchester again. We love you here. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, sorry, we'll, we'll braid your hair and tell you how beautiful you are. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do we do, do we do have do we have uh, your your eye on Europe, sir? Yeah, man. I mean, I, yeah. I need to ask. I need to ask before I cue the jingle, though. How much are you going to talk about Juventus? Not that much. Oh, because they're in a sorry state right now. They are. They are. They've got one of. They got. I think 
I've just got a vendetta against any team, any player that's come out of Schalke in the last two years. I don't know how Weston Weston McKenney is starting <laughs> is is starting for you Juventus. He is he's so overrated. It's unreal. So we were linked with him over summer. Oh mate, he's so overrated. He was he was also linked with Burnley, mm. which which ironically I think he'd probably do a decent job there. But um, he. <laughs> He, I, I can't, I can't, I can't understand that it's it's anything other than like the marketing guys going get an American on your team, and you'll sell two million shirts. Yeah, in, in America, and this is the only reason I can think about it because he is fucking dog shit. Anyway, right, cue the jingle now. What, what's that, what's jingle. Is it? Is it? Is it because? <laughs> <laughs> you really? Okay, doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go. No, no, right, no, now, no, no. Cue, cue the jingle now. Baker's eyes on Europe. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So uh, I'm not going to start in Italy after saying all that. I'm going to start in uh, Spain because last weekend, uh, Atletico Madrid beat Espanyol away with a goal in the 99th minute somehow because extra time is around for a reason, I suppose. Uh, Somehow, Real Madrid managed to have a really good transfer window, even though Florentino Perez said they had no money, which is funny that really, isn't it? Um, And their new signing from Rennes, the 18-year-old, Eduardo Camavinga scored his first goal for them and they beat Celta Vigo 5-2 so they're probably going to win the league and it's going to be really depressing uh, Barcelona haven't played this haven't played this weekend but they their Danish forward Martin Braithwaite has now in, uh, got injured and might have to have surgery and the fact that that's a big news story means that Barcelona really are fucked anyway moving on uh, <laughs> the Bundesliga was an absolutely uh, as usual pretty bonkers weekend uh, Bayern Munich absolutely stomped all over RB Leipzig, which kind of happens when you take their captain, best player and manager from them in the summer. Um, and Dortmund beat Leverkusen 4-3. Ha- Haaland scored twice. I mean, they weren't great goals, but the fact that he keeps on scoring is pretty impressive, really. And I think the most interesting title race this year is probably going to come out of Italy because as, as we mentioned before, Juventus are in a fucking state um, and there's been a load of interesting moves. I think at top of the table at the minute are Jose Mourinho's Roma. They won with a really late winner over, I think it was Salernitana. And Jose did his little run down the touchline thing that he loves to do. And people fall for it still and think, oh, look at him, he's happy. You know what's coming, don't you, really? Um, Milan won, Napoli won. Obviously, they beat Juventus. It's quite funny seeing Moise Keane play for Juventus again. I thought he was rubbish. Anyway, moving swiftly on. And France, PSG won. That's not very interesting. However, um, what is interesting is that Marseille are looking quite tasty this year. They've got Jorge Sampaoli as their manager, who's quite decent. And they won again. I think there was was a debut for, he says, looking it up. Um, oh no, Moussa Dembele Moussa Dembele plays for Leon now the one who used to play for Fulham they look alright however it's PSG's league and let's just get that over with and yeah that's Baker's Eye in Europe very nice that was that was smooth I yeah, like that you've been practising that yeah no, no it's, it's easy when you drink yeah that's true actually it is <laughs> when you're drinking yeah oh fucking hell and Marseille have got um, fucking Gwendouzi in their team means I don't like them anymore <laughs> no I didn't realise that, that Real had signed him, Camavinga. I didn't realise he'd gone there. That's yeah, it's it's um it's it's how someone how Florentino Perez can say publicly, Oh, the Super League will save football because we we need money, everyone's broke. Oh and then go and try and set, try and sign fucking Mbappe for hundred and something stupid million and then still buy fucking Camavinga. They bought who else did they buy? Alaba, they bought I mean fuck off with your shit, man. 
Yeah, it's bollocks, isn't it? He's su- he's such he's such a fucking fertilizer merchant, that man. <laughs> <laughs> and he can, and, and he's still and he's still saying and he's still saying to this point, he's still saying that the Super League's happening and that Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus are gonna and they're, they're threatening legal action. I'm like, man, you can do all the legal action you want. You can't legally make people join your stupid league. It's dead, isn't it? It's dead. I mean, it might, I don't know. It's it, it just going to keep fucking stare around forever, isn't it? And Well, at least you'll have something to talk about every week, mate. No, I'll probably, I'll probably have a stroke and fucking die. You've been listening to The Away End. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Away End Pod. And if you've enjoyed the episode, drop us a few quid and check the link in the episode description. Just tell your mates about this pod because that's the only way we're actually going to get anywhere with this. So please, please do, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one.